Hey everyone, welcome to the second part of our interview with Angela Nagel and Michael Tracy. The main chunk was released free last week and you've probably already heard it. This here is the bonus stuff. For my money, it's actually the most interesting stuff, so I do hope you enjoy it. Before that, just an announcement. We'll be doing a new Patreon show at the end of every month, where we respond to your comments and criticisms. The first one will be at the end of June, and may also include some extra bonus bits from other interviews we record this month. So we'll be taking a look at the responses to the Nagel and Tracy interview, you had a lot to say about that, uh, stuff about COVID and various other bits and bobs over the course of the month. So do keep your comments coming in. Always nice to hear from you. Okay, here's the episode. I was going to say, um, just because I, I the, the British uh, kind of equivalent of this was possibly even more heartbreaking than the American one because mm. it was a general, it was played out in a general election. So um it, it was a kind of right versus left thing in a way but uh but also you know like you know the way um one of the totally tedious and predictable responses to the article is that um is that oh you're uh you you're blaming everything on like the woke left but that's just an irrelevant niche <laughs> which just makes me laugh because i think wait you're saying you are an irrelevant niche <laughs> like, yeah. why why do you even get up in the morning you know <laughs> yeah like, their, their, cou- their, their counter arguments always amount to like we don't matter yeah, so, yeah i think yeah. it's i think it's quite disingenuous when when they do that i think it's a deliberate strategy it's like oh little old us what what influence could we possibly have had you know, despite yeah, yeah, yeah. all of our connections and continual but, production. But of an example of like the, the, the practical implications of that, that culture was seen, you know, for example, in the, uh, the, the, the whole anti-Semitism thing, which ran for a year kind of nonstop, actually, if you followed it from beginning to end uh, or, or something like that. It, it actually went on for a long time. Cause I remember having conversations with people where I said, should I write something about this? And they were like, no, 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 it'll, it'll be fine. It'll go away. And then it just went on and on and on. It, it, it demoralized people. It took up a lot of time. It created a kind of general bad smell around uh, Corbyn, even if I don't think that people actually went to the ballot box and thought, well, I love all his policies, but I think he's an anti-Semite. So I'll vote for the no. Tories. It's, it, no, but nonetheless, it did demoralize people, as I say. It created this kind of bad atmosphere around the whole thing. It, it, it created the sense, you know, I always remember the the uh, articles about Corbyn being an anti-Semite were always accompanied by these pictures of him looking very sneaky, peeking around a corner or like, you know, there in his shell suit, <laughs> <laughs> looking like a sort of like a, one of those um, pictures they put up on, on the tabloids when they out someone as a pedophile or something like that. Mm. 